It's basically, um, this video here is basically my experiences and why I uh, choose to podcast, right? So basically, about me, I'm a little poor kid from Petersburg, Virginia, right? Grew up in the 80s, grew up in the 90s, single parent. Uh, Basically, she worked, she was a DJ, Lady Fox, y'all can look her up, Lady Fox, and basically, um, as any parent in the 80s and 70s, <sighs> do what you had to do to, to raise your kids, right? So me, I got an older sister, and basically, my older sister is like my best friend. She basically raised me. Before I could fight, she was, she was holding down fights for me. But then after a while, I had I had to learn to fight because she was getting in fights and shit like that, you know what I mean? So we got a real good relationship. She uh she five years older than me. She could th still throw down too. Um, but me, why I choose the podcast is basically um, everyone has a story to tell, but you gotta find truth in your story, right? So me, um, I lost a lot of friends to gun violence and stuff like that growing up and and basically um, growing up in Richmond basically growing up in Richmond it was either sports or drugs right that was your your way out so that's why I can relate to two chains uh, uh, go to the league go to the league rap or go to the league so, um, cause that's real, that's real truth in that. You know what I mean? So me, um, I couldn't rap. Well, not, no, not saying that I couldn't rap. Um, I didn't feel like I was, uh, like, cause like back then everybody were freestyling and, and all this other type of stuff. But, but me, um, I'll hop in like freestyle stuff like this fucking around, but I didn't see nothing in it. Like I played football. I try to play all the sports to get out. But when it was time for me to graduate high school, um, when it was time for me to graduate high school, um, I had ROTC in high school as an elective, and basically sports got me through high school and shit like that. Um, but once I got to high school, I had that decision, go to college or, or work or something else. And my ROTC teacher, they were like, go to the military, it's the best thing you will ever do and so on and so forth. So my homies and shit, they're like, nah, fuck the military, I can't, I can't do that shit. Had no motherfuckers telling me what to do and shit. I'm a real nigga. Y'all know the y'all know the rest of the shit, right? So I'm a real nigga this, I'm a real nigga that. So basically, once I like you all know I go, right? So once I go and and come back home from like your 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 AIT, you get your time before you go to basic train. I mean, your first duty station, and you get to come home and basically uh, uh, see what everybody's doing, and basically everybody's still like doing the same shit. So uh, anyway, I'm, I'm not gonna tell y'all that shit yet. <laughs> so basically, uh, damn, about the camera shit. So basically, 
So basically, um, it's time for me to, to make a decision, like where I'm gonna go to school. So I had I had a few scholarships to like Christopher Newport in Virginia, Radford University, Hampton University, um, a couple other D3 schools and shit like that. But it was for shot putting discus because one of my football coaches, he was like in the off season, you need to stay in shape. So he, he, he was the, the shot putting discus coach. So he was like, um, with your speed and da 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 da, and all this other type of stuff, that stuff is the same thing you need in shot put in discus due to the small circle. You got to generate speed to create force and momentum to launch the projectile, right? So I started fucking around with shot putting discus and then I actually like got good at it. So then like I started going to state, um, states uh, for indoor and outdoor and, and basically um, I started getting like small letters and stuff like this, nothing big. Uh, but just enough that that they will pay for some and my parents will have to cover the, the other half but the time that I was growing up in uh, my mom didn't have I mean didn't have that and by the time my little sister was here so now it's three of us and, and none of us working but she busting her ass and shit so I was like um, and everybody was getting the quick money and getting, getting, getting peeled off in the streets and and I was like, it's only, it's only two options. Like I need money to help moms, but at the same time, I need money for myself. And at that time, me going to college, um, I couldn't go to college. I could have went to college, but I didn't want to go to college because there was no money in it. I wasn't going to get paid for be doing all this shit. And I didn't see four years. I didn't foresee me going to college for four years without making a dime. I was going to come out and be okay in the fifth year. Like, I couldn't put that together, so I didn't go to college. So I decided to go to the military. So by me going to the military, in my eyes, they'll put paycheck in my pocket, roof over my head, and they'll send me all over the world. At the worst, worst case scenario, yeah, I could die. But at the same time, you got uh, your SGLI, which pays out 500000 and in some circumstances, more to your family. So it's like, yeah, I can stay on the streets and gangbang and all this other type of stuff. But if I die, my parents or my mom, she ain't going to get anything for my death for doing something silly in the streets. You know what I mean? So I'm like, if I'm going to die being home in Richmond, I, I can die being in the military. So death, you can't get around. So I'm like, fuck, I'm going to go to the military. I'm going to get this money. And then if something happened to me, they going to get the check. So basically, I decided to go... Um, Um, my first duty station is, uh, excuse me, let me just get back. My basic training is Fort Knox, Kentucky, and then my AIT is, uh, Aberdeen, Proven Grounds. And how about this? I'll give y'all a crazy story, right? And I'm gonna put this in the timestamp for y'all, right? So I had a drill sergeant named Drill Sergeant Gonzalez, Mexican cat, 2000, he was like drill sergeant in the year 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, um, Basically, he was drill sergeant of the year, and some of y'all may know him, right? And y'all already know this if y'all know him. But anyway, he was drill sergeant of the year, all this other type of shit. And um, basically, uh, <clears throat> basically, him and another drill sergeant got caught in a prostitution ring at uh, Aberdeen Proving Grounds, right? 
and he was in uniform and that's the crazy thing that I learned about the military like the military is just as crooked as any other organization or company out there right uh, reason why I say that is because the same thing uh, that happens at any other uh, Fortune 500 company or <clears throat> anything else that happens at a McDonald's or Walmart behind the scenes all the stuff y'all hear just happened to Terry Crews and all this other type of stuff that stuff happens in the army the only reason why the civilian public yeah I'm snitching the only reason why the civilian public don't hear about it is because it's the military it's not for civilian eyes or ears but if you have uh, one of these right if you have one of those then basically um, you are allowed to a lot of information that some people aren't um, that can like normally get right um, especially if you got a secret or top secret clearance or any other type of shit um, so um, yeah so in uniform clean cut dry motherfucker but but out of uniform uh, yeah crooked I remember being in uh, uh, B-Knock at Fort Knox and I remember us getting out of class and the drill sergeants um, they'll go because once you go to B-Knock and all that shit back in the day uh, basically once you got out of class you can do whatever the fuck you want to you can go to class 6 get your beers come back and don't, don't nobody fuck with you but that was back in the day now, I mean nowadays they more strict and all that other type of shit so I even seen fucking the cadre after we get let out of class they go to the gym or whatever and change and, the, and then the girls in our class they go change or whatever and we all go eat and then we just chilling outside the barracks um, at class at school now at school now and then those cadre will be in civilian uniforms pull up in their cars and then the girls will jump in the car like go off <laughs> oh if you one of those cadre shame on you and I can say that because I was never a cadre but that but no I mean get it how you live but shit like that uh like it happens you know what I mean so I miss mean, all kinds of crazy stuff that happen in the military you know what I mean and I'm not gonna give those secrets because if you want to know your punk ass needs to join you know what I mean I served my time got my look my got my retirement so that's why I choose the podcast so since we're gonna continue this on um so my first duty station was germany um i was in uh k-town at uh rob shout out to all my folks out there ryan ordnance barracks um i was there two years and then from there i went to uh, i got stationed in virginia then i was there for three years got sent to iraq um, and I ain't giving y'all no years because y'all don't need well 07 I was in Iraq um, I got sent to Iraq 07 um, 07 uh, I was at Talil Air Force Base in a small outpost um, Camp Delta and then I was at another outpost um, and I'll tell you a story about about there I got lost in Iraq um, I got lost in Iraq uh, how the fuck you get lost in Iraq? Alright, so I got lost in Iraq due to the fact So I had to go on this mission I had to go on this mission and meet up with uh, um, um, I got attached to uh, A special forces group, right? 
So when you overseas and you're like on deployments, um, when you go and notice ain't no optic shit, ain't giving out no crazy shit like that. When you go from uh, like base to base, it's not like in the civilian world where you get an itinerary and it's a time and so on and so forth, right? So basically everything is done through a certain way of communication, right? And basically you just go to wherever you have to go and you board your plane or your helicopter and you just fly to whatever base, right? So what ended up happening is, is that um, there are a lot of flights or there are flights that that go around, you know, from base to base, like with helicopters and, and you know, you got the tap choppers for support and all that type of stuff. So, so at times there'll be multiple stops, you know what I mean? So instead of them going from, from say for instance, from Langley Air Force Base to Fort Dix, and that's one stop, they'll have like five stops in one trip. So they'll do something like a round robin. So they'll go like from uh, Fort Eustis to Fort Lee to Fort Dix to Fort Campbell to Fort um, Hood to Langley Air Force Base to uh, whatever, Fort Pope, Fort Bragg, and then back to Fort Eustis. You know what I mean? So when they do these flights going around like that, um, once you get your time to get to the, the place, once you get on the helicopter, they don't say, hey, these are our stops. They don't tell you where you're at until you get there. You know what I mean? So that's how I got lost. So so basically, um, um, I had to meet up with the Special Forces group, and basically I had to go to this base, right? So the base that I was going to um, doesn't have a name. It has a name, but it doesn't have a name because it doesn't exist, right? So um, I knew the name. You got to understand, I'm a specialist, and I've only been in like four years at this time, right? And this is my first deployment, right? And I'm on, on I'm getting attached to a special forces group as a specialist, and basically I have to, I know my orders and where I have to go and so on and so forth, but this is like the first time me doing this. So it's kind of like, the first time that you ever rode a plane. And long behold, the first time I ever was on a plane was when I was 17 years old and I was on the plane ride from uh, Meps, Virginia to uh, Fort Knox, Kentucky for my basic training, you know what I mean? So that was the first time I was on a plane ever. So let alone, and now I'm in Iraq, gotta meet up with the special forces group and now I gotta get on another plane and this is more serious and so on and so forth because of deployment and now in life I'm 18 19 at this time but this is only like my fourth plane ride including the one to get to fucking Iraq right or fifth plane ride so so basically I get to this base and it's kind of like uh, if y'all seen the movie 13 hours where it was two bases that was overseas and this is what everybody gets on Hillary about as far as um, uh, getting, getting all those uh, soldiers killed in Benghazi and basically you know that one base was known but the other base was there but it wasn't supposed to be there so in my situation I was going to a base that wasn't supposed to be there to meet up with the special forces group so when they called the base off the name sounds just like the other base I was going to. So I get off the fucking plane, right? So when I get off the plane, um, I got my kid and all this other type of stuff on, and I get off the plane, 
and then I'm on the airstrip and the plane takes off like that. So now I'm on this base and I'm looking for this special forces group that isn't located on this base because now I'm on another base that isn't supposed to be there. So now I go around and I'm trying to find somebody in charge. But the one thing about you being on those bases is that you aren't supposed to be on that base unless you're supposed to be on that base. So the reason why I say that is because no one has on no patches, no insignia, no name tags, no name tapes. Everybody, same, uh, same haircut, you know what I mean? Everything, everybody looks the same, right? So I start talking to people and they're doing the right thing. I'm like, yo, what base is this? And it was like, what are you talking about? Like, we're here. And I was like, man, like I'm trying to get to this no name base and basically they're they're playing stupid because they don't know who I am which is which is the right thing to do so basically I'm there for like I don't there's no reason for me to leave the airstrip where their special forces and all these other people are is because I have no business on base because I need to be at this other place right so basically a few a few hours go by three or four hours go by and basically i end up talking to i still don't know who he was you know what i mean but he ended up telling me the time listing of the next uh flight coming in and then basically i end up getting off a flight too early right so um i end up making it to the base and so on and so forth and then uh, it ended up being uh a hangar to support um, the special forces group as far as um, direct threats so they can get the cow was up. Um, so basically I was um, the lead mechanic for a signal company that ran sipper uh, and nipper comms for uh, the special forces group, right? So basically that's how we were attached to um, the special forces group. So like the compound, um, all the food, um, everything. Um, basically, it was like, like, super, super catered as far as food and shit like that. Um, and then uh, I tell you a story about uh, that. We had a pallet of water that was sitting outside and was bundled up in like saran wrap. And basically, uh, with like 120, 130 degree heat, um, basically the bottles would start melting or disintegrating and that would get in the water and basically now you're drinking particles of plastic and that's how you get sick and all that bullshit so basically we had to move all the pallets under um this awning that was part of the hangar and basically it had beams to the side and basically that was for when the doors uh opened up <clears throat> so basically we end up pushing the waters under the awnings and then all the birds end up all the pigeons end up shitting on all our cases of water so now we're out there we can't drink our water because now kbr says that the water is contaminated and all this other type of shit because now it's bird feces and all that type of shit so now we have a pigeon problem and we are out of like fucking 12 cases of fucking water which is like fucking a couple thousand bottles of water right so now we had to throw all that water away and now we're on fucking water restriction because we don't have any the birds destroyed all the water so basically it was an order to kill all the pigeons on fucking uh, base. So we ended up getting a BB guns order and we would go shoot the fucking pigeons out of the fucking awnings and trees and all this shit. 
and basically we would just go to an open field and um, just throw them out for the foxes to come eat. Um, because like the bases that we took over were uh, Saddam's old fucking uh, air defense fucking bases. So like we used to sleep in his old airplane hangers and shit with barn doors. I'll post pictures of that shit. Um, but yeah, anyway, so after Iraq, um, after Iraq, go back to Virginia, then hit up Korea. Shout out to all my people in Korea. Uh, I was at Camp Stanley um, in a 68 medical battalion. Bow, saving lives. Um, after Korea, I go to Carson. I'm there for five years. Um, do two, two deployments there to Afghanistan. Um, in Afghanistan, I got a couple stories. But uh, after that, I go to Texas. And then I retire. So now that I'm retired and I ain't got shit to do, I still have a hunger. There's still shit that people need to know. There's still shit that can be taught. Like, life isn't over. I'm only 35 years old. You know what I mean? So, um, excuse me, 34 years old. So, um, even though um, I'm not a millionaire and all that other type of stuff, like, I'm, I'm good off. You know what I mean? I'm not hurting. And I'm, and I'm not definitely not doing this shit for money because I already served my time. I did my 15 years, you know what I mean? So now I can sit back and chill, but I still see people still searching and want to do something. And basically everybody is shooting to the social media aspect to to try to make I did it. My 15 years and and I don't and the reason why I podcast is is because I'm still trying to teach. I'm still trying to educate. Even though I'm not a millionaire and I'm not on a, the, I, I have a thousand followers and all this other shit. Like I don't care about that. You know what I mean? Because the grind that I put in, y'all didn't see. But that's why I can sit back and podcast and talk shit all the time and try to give helpful information. Is because the shit, the path that I took, is success. You know what I mean? I'm from Petersburg, Virginia, with nothing join the military wasn't supposed to make it out and end up getting a check from the motherfuckers you know what i mean so anybody can do it you know what i mean so there is knowledge that all veterans have and that we're trying to uh give out and let people in to basically say hey anyone can do it so if you are looking i'm not saying go join the military I'm not saying go join the military. I'm just saying the military worked for me. So it gave me a stepping stone. It gave me a stepping stone to do whatever I want to do now. So all the crazy shit and all the crazy nights and all the stuff that seemed crazy that the military asked you to do, if you just do it, it doesn't last forever. And then this is the other side, you know what I mean? So, so I have five kids. Um, I get to spend all day talking to them, uh, Skyping, uh, taking them outside, just teaching and just trying to give them what I didn't have. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? So, so retired, being retired at 34 is fucking awesome. You know what I mean? I just got to make sure I make all my appointments and all that shit. You know what I mean? Because the DA be trying to stick one from a nigga. Nah, but, but, um, but if you do your time, like, all that shit, like, 
pays off. You know what I mean? So, um, that that basically that's that's why I podcast. I don't have nothing to do, and I don't care what anyone has to say because I know what I've done for the military. I know I get a check, a retirement check, and basically I've earned it. So now I'm trying to tell other people how they can earn it. You know what I mean? How you don't have to go to college right out of high school and you're dumb or whatever. You just find another path. You know what I mean? I didn't think I was going to make it through college out of high school. So that's why I joined. You know what I mean? But, hey, that's why I podcast. I hope this helps you podcast and tell your story. You know what I mean? All of us are writing a book. You know what I mean? You just got to you just gotta say fuck everyone else and basically just do your own thing you know what i mean so i'm gonna read the comments of this video and people probably have some crazy shit to say or whatever i i mean that don't bother me due to the fact of the position that i that i sit in like that person won't change um the podcast that i do now i'll probably blow them up and put them on you know what i mean but other than that um yeah you know what i mean i hope you podcast and i hope this was positive and follow like subscribe um anchor fm uh,